0: You have just entered the Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Royal Access. I'm super, super excited. It's your girl, Corral, and I have another guest here with me in the series, and it's naisha I said it right, right? I pronounced it right. You
1: said it right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's naisha She's going to be sitting with me. And as you know, I've had some amazing guests on the show that have been talking about the topic Purpose Redefined. And the reason I wanted to get to connect with these guests is because I feel like they have so much... To offer when it comes to their story and trusting God with their story and allowing God to lead the way. So, as you know, we've been saying in this series that our definition of purpose is bringing glory to God by being obedient to the last thing that God told you to do. And the scripture verse that's taken from is Proverbs 19 and 21 that says, Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So, Naisha, one of the questions I always ask people before I dive into the first question that I would have given you was where did we meet? But I think we have a very interesting relationship because we've never met in person. Like we're meeting today. <laughs> For the we're, we're meeting today. So what I will share is when I think I first got encountered with who you are and knowing of you. Um, so I think it was when you were competing in the Miss Bahamas pageant and I was working with. Tell me if Serena was in it the same year as you. Serena from Michigan.
1: Shelly Elise competed with Serena. I competed with Gina.
0: Gina. Oh, yes. Yes. Gina, Gina, Gina. And you competed when Gina did her second year. Yes. Okay. So I wasn't working with Gina in our second year. I was working with Gina in her first year. But again, I don't think I had a contestant in it when Gina said she would go for the second time. I just was supporting Gina. But yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that was the first time I would have encountered who you are when you were um, in at the same time. And I remember thinking to myself, she is so intelligent. This girl is so intelligent. And you, you would have heard from my interview with Chantel, I have had experience with the Miss Bahamas organization. I've been in pageantry and I've found that a lot of times they choose someone who stereotypically looks the pageant part and not necessarily the person who is well rounded. And I'm not saying that's what happened in your case, because yeah. I knew Gina, Gina is, you know, amazing, well-rounded and, and all total of this but I the total package. But I do know coming from a five-seven girl, five, six, five, seven girl, that I had been burned from having great attributes, but not quite being the five eleven or the you know, preferred height that that people yeah. normally go after. And so anytime that I do see a contestant where I'm like, okay, she may not have the preferred height, but I love that she's intelligent and well-rounded and well spoken they always perk my attention. and so that's when you first caught my eye as who is this young lady and I love you know her personality I love that she's intelligent and whether she walks away with that with the crown or not because I know how the system is I do know that she's left an impression on a lot of hearts and this is not the last time we're gonna see her name and you proved it you proved that that was not the last time any young lady. So, and and when people go through pageantry, I let them know that it's, it's about an experience and whether you walk away with that crown or not, if you represent yourself well and be obedient to what God would tell you to do, that's not the last time people will hear your name. And that's definitely not what happened with you. That wasn't the last few times people said heard you. It wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't. Okay. So like I said, our definition for purpose is being obedient to the last thing that God told you to do, um, bringing glory to God by being obedient to the last thing that he told you to do. So when you hear that definition is that similar to a definition that you have for yourself or is it different or is there something you would like to add?
1: It's extremely similar. Um, uh, extremely similar. I think honestly and truly when you are obedient, you are automatically bringing glory. And that's honestly the story of my life. My sto- The story of my life has been just moving when he says move, even when it doesn't make sense. Um, and for me with purpose, the only thing for me personally, in terms of my personal purpose story, is it wasn't something that I was looking for. It was something that I stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. and And through that, he just told me, do it again. And I'm like, I don't want to, but out of obedience and doing it, I started bringing him glory and it was just a matter of him instructing me and me moving when he said whatever, even when it did not make sense. <laughs> that's
0: amazing. That's amazing. So, and I like that, like you said, like pursuing things and that, that's how definitely how my life has been. I just spoke this weekend on purpose and I was telling all the people, the things that you read in my bio aren't things that I was trying to go after or things that I wanted. Those were just being obedient to what God told me to do. <laughs> I think look back over your life um I knew you you grew up in Abaco and in the the area that people call the mud so it's kind of like the shanty town of Abaco so with um having so much adversity growing up or growing up in a in an area that you know hasn't been the most up-and-coming area when when you think about that how do you find so much confidence knowing that you know I came from this area that some people may look down on but you're still so extremely confident like like uh, how (laughs) it doesn't add up
1: (laughs) I get that all of the time I literally got that in a judge's interview before when I competed in Miss Bahamas Universe 2019 and they asked for me to tell them about myself and I remember just saying oh I'm from the mud and a judge asks how are you so casual about saying that like why do you say it with so much pride and for me it's where I'm from it's where I'm from God saw it fit for me to be there so why would I despise that um he had a plan from for us from the very beginning. And in him planning the life of Naisha, he saw it fit for me to be in the mud. And regardless of whatever negative connotation and stereotype associated with it, there was something that I was supposed to get from there, you know, and it wasn't all the best, but it was what I needed in order for him to do the work that he has to do with me. So I think the idea of knowing that all things work together for good, right? Um, even when it's bad, don't get me wrong, it wasn't the best experience, right? But even still, just knowing that all things work together for good, his plan is greater, right? That just gives me the ability to say, this is me, this is who he chose, this is what he chose for me. These are the people he chose for me to be in in my life, you know, my family and and all of that and the environment. This is what he had planned and predestined for Naisha. So who am I to say, God, eh, I don't want it. I don't I don't I don't want to share this part, you know, when all of it was a part of his original plan. So there's that confidence in knowing that he chose this place, especially for for me um, and for me to do the work, uh, whatever it is. Right. And and whoever it touches, um, because there are so many young people from that area that, at least for me, I didn't see anyone growing up in that area to say, I want to be like this person or that person or whatever. So even when I try to like push myself to do things in the back of my mind, I want to be that person that I wish I saw and had growing up because I honestly and truly didn't have it. You know, you saw people in the community doing their own thing. Um, we were close knit and everything, but in terms of positive role models, I didn't have or see that. So if God chose that for me to be, then who am I to say, ah, you know, area? you couldn't send me to Freeport? <laughs> really Lord really you know so I think for me just that confidence in knowing that he doesn't make a mistake he doesn't there's no error is how I'm able to kind of move through and proudly say where I'm from because he chose the place
0: and that's amazing and I think for those who are listening on the other end who are saying yeah like that makes sense like if I know that all things work together for good for those who love God and know and I know God Then I would be able to get through it. But there are some people who don't know God on that level. You understand what I'm saying? There are some people. The thing is, I have to know the character of God to know that this is purpose and planned, even though it's painful and hard. I have to know the character of God. I have to know the evidence of who God says he is, and that it's real. And I have to be able to trust that to place my confidence in that. So my next question for you is when did you discover a relationship with God and discover it with the maturity of even when things don't go my way, or, you know, it may not be a pleasant experience that I'm trusting. And I put my weight on it. Cause basically you're saying I put my weight on whatever God is about to do in my life, but that takes knowing him. You can't put your weight on something you don't know. So when did you discover that relationship and how did you get to that firm foundation where you're putting your weight on it?
1: So I would definitely say it did not happen right then and there. So this confidence that I have in, and being able to proudly say where I'm from, I didn't have that growing up when I was actually in it. Right. Um, it was something I was just sh- ashamed of because of, you know, this Haitian girl and all of the doors that are, you know, slammed in your face because of your last name and all of these things. So I didn't have it. Um, but honestly, after my first pageant in 2011, so that would have been 2012, is when I really started to take my relationship with God seriously. Um, and I say seriously because, you know, you're in church and every time they have all to call you up there. But right afterwards, it's like, eh, you know. But in 2012 is when I really started to take it seriously. I Old started um, 19, I would say, 19. Um, I really started making like sense of it all. And I really saw his hand because I had a lot going on at the time. Um, I had ran away from home. Um, and <laughs> I had ran away from home and was living on my own. I decided that I would do this pageant while sleeping on my aunt's couch. And I had just lost the pageant. And I'm like, I don't really want to stay with my aunt anymore. I love her and all, but this isn't the place where I think I should be. I was staying at my grandmother's house and the Lord was like, you need to leave. And I'm like, where the hell am I going to go? And I ended up staying with a family friend after I left my, not that I didn't have a place to stay, but God was like, no, and these are family members. So it's like, I don't understand Lord. Um, So I ended up staying with a family friend and as I'm staying with this family friend, I'm trying to figure out Naisha um, because it wasn't, I was going through the motions, if that makes sense. But at that time, I just really like heavily attending church, doing Bible study, really yearning to kind of figure things out because it wasn't really making any sense to me. Mm -hmm. You know, all I had was everyone else's experience. So at the time I was trying to figure out for, for me without dealing with helping family members and without dealing with all of the ruckus and the noise in the background I was just trying to figure out nature Mm -hmm. um and that's honestly and truly when it happened and I remember no joke and this is a funny story I mean it isn't funny it's not funny um I was walking to church one day and this car almost knocked me down and I'm like the person bent down I think to grab something and then they kind of veered off of the road And it's like everywhere I would turn to kind of dodge the vehicle, it would like follow me. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? Mm -hmm. And immediately when I called on him, it like the person, I guess, realized what was happening and just drove off. And I'm like, I could have been dead, (laughs) you know? And that was a like, come to Jesus moment for me because it's like, even in those moments, I felt his protection in terms of, even though the car was coming at me, it was like something was moving me in like another direction. And I feel like that was my first real encounter with him. Um, and at that point, it was like, say less, Lord. Um, and he, I mean, he didn't say anything, but it was like, you know, say less. I I'm I'm gonna I get do it. that. I, I took it as a sign, like, act right, fly right, just walk with me and I'll I'll I got you, I'll guide you, I'll direct you to where you need to go. And that's That's kind of how I took that, and that's where I kind of decided start started going full steam ahead with this walk and starting to put my weight on, because Mm. it could have turned out another way. Right. Literally, I felt like this force was moving me from one area to the next, guiding me to where I need to go. And that's kind of how my life has been from that point. Literally, him guiding me to go this way. No, you're done with this side. Go to this way. So. It's in that, those experiences where I've gotten more and more confident with putting my weight on him, And Mm -hmm. we say these things, right? And and it seems so, oh, it's only for certain people. There are moments where he sent me certain places. And even though I know I put my weight in him, I still question. So I want to put that out there as well, right? Because it's not every single day I wake up and I'm like, Lord, I put my weight on you. No, it don't happen. I get to, I'll be honest. I'm an extremely honest person. There are moments I'm like, Lord, are you sure? Are you sure you want me to do it? You know, even after I competed in Miss Royal Bahamas, I knew what he said to me about competing in pageants in the Bahamas. And I'm like, Lord, you am I still called? Am I still chosen? Do, do I am I still anointed? Is this the purpose you really have for me? So there are moments where I feel that way. Right. Even when I have my weight on him. And that's okay. It's just a matter of getting those thoughts, putting them into captivity and keeping it moving reassuring yourself going back to the word so that's where it started but it's not always like that and I want to say that for anyone watching because there are moments where you
0: you don't feel like it yeah you don't you don't feel like it but you if you come back to and I think one of the things that's good about that is surrounding yourself with like-minded community you know having people who can help and keep you up because you are gonna have hard days you're gonna have days where it's you know, overwhelming. And you brought up just now that, you know, going through pageantry and asking God, like, is this still something you have for me? Is this something you want me to do? And one of the things that I wanted to ask is, as you look back at your pageant career, what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned after, because were you 18 when you did your first one? Yes. So from 18 to, you know, now just one
1: wow 10 years so
0: what was the what's the biggest lesson you feel like you've learned
1: there's always room for improvement and mm-hmm. i say that all the time generally but i feel like from pageantry like you don't just arrive mm-hmm. like there's always work to be done because you grow and as you grow you kind of shed dead weight um and you pick up this sense of newness that you discover about yourself each and every time so i don't go into anybody i've been in a lot of pageants <laughs> I don't go into any pageant like, oh, I did this before, like, you know, like I know that there's something new for me to learn. And and I take that approach in every competition. I take that approach in, in life generally. And I think pageantry did that for me because it's like knowing that you have to sell yourself and you can't sell it yourself if you don't know yourself. Uh, so for me, I take those instances where I'm in a pageant space, who is Naisha? who's this new naisha Because I'm not coming as the same person. If I, if I was the same person when I competed in 2011, when I, um if I was the same person in 2011, when I competed in 2017 in this UB, then mm, was there a growth? No. Did the pageant really do what it was supposed to do? Like, who are you selling now? You know, there's always, you're always evolving, right? From glory to glory. Um, And so it's like, I take that approach. And I think, for me, the fact that there's always room for improvement is one of the biggest things that I've learned in my pageant journey.
0: I love that. I love that. And I think like you said, you know, it, it forces you to discover who is Naisha, who, who are you as a person? And I was doing a speaking engagement with some young people the other day. And I was saying that I said, you know, before I did pageantry, I thought it was superficial and stupid. And I saw them on stage with pretty dresses and I just feel like they were dumb. Um, But when I had a glimpse into The fact that they had um, judges interview and the fact that Mm -hmm. when I looked at the Miss Bahamas system and back in the day, they still did an okay job now, but back, back in the day when they really started, like every week there was some high person in society coming to speak to them. So there was Miles Monroe, Arlene Nash, like those people were coming to, like, I still have that photo that I have with Miles Monroe who came to speak. So every week they were getting poured into by community leaders. They were going out and being active in the community. And then they had to answer questions about yourself. And so Mm -hmm. I, one of the things that I really appreciate about patentry is it forces you to be introspective and understand who am I as a person, you know, where am I going? How do I want to grow? So I love the fact that you said one lesson that you learned from all of them was, am I growing and how can I grow? So you uh, just recently won a title um, and the title is Miss Super National.
1: National. Yes. Super National Bahamas.
0: Okay. So my question for you is what confirmation throughout your journey did you receive that this was a part of God's purpose for you? Because I want to tell us a little bit about what the process was. Cause I know I saw a little, like it was online, like your all final question was on an IG live. And so it was totally unconventional. It's in the middle of COVID and now you have this great opportunity. So tell us, tell us about that experience. Um, and then also add like, how did you know this was something God wanted you to do?
1: Okay. So I knew that from 2017. So it goes way back. And it was just a matter of he gave me a word, and I, that's all I had, and that's all I needed. And I kept going back until it came to pass because he can't lie. So that's the honest to God truth. He gave what? me a word that I would represent. In 2017,
0: it, go ahead.
1: In 2017, he gave me a word that I would represent. Well, in 2015, he sent my Nassau mom, because I'm from Abaco, but I have. Nassau mom, he sent my Nassau mom in my room in 2015 to tell me I need to start preparing for my pageant. So I've been preparing for pageants or to compete again after competing in 2011 from 2015. I started to fall off because I wasn't getting that much information. I got discouraged after a certain point of not seeing anything because you said to prepare, so I'm preparing. I don't know what pageant I'm preparing for, but you say prepare for the pageant. Say less, God. So I'm preparing, I'm working out and everything. I lost my job. So it was like, okay, I can't really do this financially. found another job. I'm like, okay, so let me start doing things little bit by bit to figure it out. And then um, I have this black and white book that I call The Journey, like regular book. And I write all of everything in. And I remember going through it it one day and the book is basically almost done because I've written all kinds of things in it. And I'm like, I don't even know. I can't even describe how I felt in that moment as I'm going through the book. But I remember I tossed the book to the side and I head to church to a midday service on a Wednesday. I remember that. And I go into the church and there's this guest speaker and he calls me up and he said, Everything that's in that book that you tossed to the side today, the Lord said it's going to come to pass. Immediately, I think about the pageant because I saw in the book where it said Miss Bahamas. But that's something that caught my attention when I went through the book. So he said all of what he said or whatever. And then I sat down and he walks past me and he says, um, you should probably rest your ankles for now because you're going to be wearing a lot of heels. Immediately, the pageant comes to mind again. It's like, okay, I'm going to start preparing again. So I do all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm going back into the gym because I hadn't been to the gym in a while. I'm watching my eating because I'm eating any and everything because I work at a restaurant. <laughs> and um, maybe two weeks later, the advertiser for Miss University of Bahamas comes out with no intentions to really want to be Miss UB, honestly, to say I'm going to get training for Miss Bahamas because that that was the goal. So I'm like, training ground, because I haven't been or done anything pageant related since 2011. So I joined Miss University of the Bahamas. I mean, the fee was $75, unheard of for a pageant. And I'm like, if they make a mistake, that's on them. Let me pay this fee and solidify my spot. <laughs> no, it's hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I filled it out and I, and I do the pageant. I do the pageant and I won the pageant. And after I won the pageant, I found out that I would be sponsored, full sponsorship to compete in Miss World Bahamas. I had no idea that that was not part of the prize when I applied. So I already knew that God was in that because keep in mind, the goal was always Miss Bahamas. It right. was never Miss University of the Bahamas. I no. was just doing Miss University of the Bahamas to prepare for Miss Bahamas. Right. So I was like, I had a red, so I already started to see his hand um and so i did that and as i'm preparing he gives me a word that i would compete internationally and represent the bahamas and do really well and shift pageantry in the bahamas so i'm like okay god so i competed in not bahamas place top five so it wasn't that pageant and i honestly asked god okay so is is what you said still valid because it didn't happen so what's going on i you know how
0: <laughs> Isn't that how it is? Because when you were competing for Miss Bahamas, were you not thinking, like, okay, great, now I will win Miss World and then, I mean, Miss World Bahamas and then I will go on?
1: Because that's what he said. So I'm thinking, okay, so I need to, you know? I'm like, okay, God, am I not, is it not for me anymore? Like, what's going on? And no joke, he says to me, and this is after the competition and everything, um, and I'm just figuring out, and once again, I have no issue with the way that it turned out. I'm like, what do you want me to do now? That was just it. I wasn't clear on that part. What do you want me to do now? Because I'm, I'm like, I'm not sure. I know what you said. You told me to do it. I did it. Now what? You know? So um, he says to me, plot twist as I'm laying in the room. And I'm like, plot twist? What does that mean? Is there another crown? Is there like, I'm trying to figure out what does that mean? You know, I go out into the living room to talk to my Nassau mom. And she's like, I think you should do another pageant. I'm like, oh no is that what you was talking about Lord and I'm like okay and and what was crazy is when I was Miss UB everyone was because Miss University of the Bahamas was so long they would just call me Miss Universe so the pageant Miss Universe Bahamas so the pageant that she was referring to that I did was Miss Universe Bahamas so I'm like why just didn't have me do that pageant anyway like if that's what you asking me to do so I threw it to the side because I'm still waiting for confirmation confirmation and I go to church maybe the following week or so, and someone from my church says, I think you should join Miss Bahamas Universe. I'm like, OK, God, is this confirmation? I'm like, OK, I'll, I'll do it, I guess, if this is what you want me to do. He eventually confirms it to me, and I go in 2018, which a lot of people don't know, is I actually went to the screening in 2018 to compete in 2018. But I decided not to because I wanted to really evaluate what Naisha would be bringing to the table. So I didn't want to just be a girl that just kept competing like I wanted to really do something <laughs> so I sat out um 2018 even though I went to the rehearsals and everything I decided that I, I would not compete 2018 went back in 2019 competed placed first runner-up I'm like god so close what is really happening here like can you can you tell me what's happening and once again, and this has, and, and I always have to say this because it's like, it has nothing to do with the persons that want or anything. This is me and my relationship with God and what he's told me. So it's like, okay, like what's really good, Lord, you know, and, and I don't know what's been happening in terms of after, I, after that first runner up placement, everybody just kept saying, you know, spirit of Esther, spirit of Esther, Esther and Vashti da, 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 da. and I'm like, I don't know what that means. But I just need you to make it clear. Right. I just need you to make it clear, and then Dorian happened, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand right now because the same what you say one, and plus I have all of this going on in Abaco, which I'm from, and my family's in Abaco, and all of that other good stuff, and it was just a lot. So pageantry just representing the Bahamas was no longer on my mind at that point. Um. And I remember I had the opportunity to go to watch this universe. So I was like, oh, so I just supposed to watch it then. You could have just say that. Like, what's going on? You know? So um, fast forward to January of 2020, the Lord asked me to write a letter to the organizers, asking them to crown me, first runner up, um, crown me as since I was the first runner up as the 2020 queen so that I could represent the Bahamas because I'm now at the age limit, which is 28. I'm about to be 20. In 2020, I turned 28 in May. So mm-hmm. there's no more trying again at this point. Mm-hmm. This is do or die now. Um, So I write the letter and I'm like, holy ghost, what am I supposed to, <laughs> I write it. I'm sitting in my office, I wrote it. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do with this letter now? He says nothing to me. I'm like, what? Hold on, come back, where you is? Something wrong with the signal. Um, And he eventually speaks to me and tells me to give it to the organizer sometime in February. I wrote it in January now, 2020. I reach out to him. He's not in town. And he says, we'll meet um, at the end of the month, which we did. Um, And he said, you know, because we've had pageants, the expectation is that we continue to have pageants. If it was the first time we would have acquired the franchise, then we would have been more likely to just select someone. But that's not the case. So that's why we aren't able to do it. So it's like, okay, cool, you know, my nice letter with everything that I'm able to offer as a as a as a title holder to kind of, you know, help the organization and try to get girls and retain girls and all that great right stuff. Great right stuff. I thought, I thought that it was an amazing proposal, you know? Right. So I left the um um the meeting and no joke, March, pandemic, everything is shut down. And I'm like, I see you, God. So now they have no other choice right. but to cry because they can't have a pageant. I see what you're doing, Holy Spirit. Okay, Did okay. You so I'm hype. I, I am hype, Carol, because I'm like, this is it. I am going to miss universe.
0: <laughs> Boom.
1: <laughs> Nothing happened. It didn't happen. <laughs> right? Chantel, my love, my darling heart, she sends me a message in April where um, the Miss Universe organization sends out a memo to all directors and bless sends, gives their blessing to crown their first runner up. Like, okay, now the organization say to do it. It's going to happen. It didn't happen. I'm like, Holy Ghost, what is this? I know this is you. I see you. You've told. There's no way you could have me write that letter and all of this stuff start happening. What is going on? And I'm literally in my house because I can't go anywhere and because at that time we were on full lockdown. So I'm literally in my house, in my feelings, and in my thoughts because I have nothing to distract me except thinking about all that's happened. Um, so long story kind of short, <laughs> it didn't happen that way. I did find out that they decided to have a boutique screening. And I'm like, holy ghost, what do you want me to do? Because if I compete in this boutique screening, I would be forfeiting whatever that may happen as first runner up. So do I not compete or do I compete? What do you want me to do, Lord? Um, So I decided to compete. I competed um, in a closed boutique screening in 2020 in September. And I placed second runner up. Devastated because it's one step back from what happened. And I'm like, you told me to do this. What is going on? I am doing this because you told me to do this. I was sleeping in my bed, chilling, having a good night's rest when you come bother me, but prepare for a project. And you said, X, Y, and Z, what is going on? This is not what you said. You can't lie. I I literally start wrote all about it. I'm like, you can't lie. You are not mine. You can't lie. What is this? (laughs) I cried. I was really hurt. Only because once again, I believe him and I personally like the thing that I hear him. So I started questioning all of the things that he said. And if I was doing what he asked me to do, and if I was really living in his will and his purpose for me,
0: Right, right. you know,
1: because when he tells you to do something, it's obviously his will and purpose. I'm like, I'm now questioning everything at this point, devastated, like snotty. Like I'm like, God, what? What do you want from me? You know? So I he said, go again. Go where? I am 28. The age limit is 28. What do you want me to do? I love Ooh. it. He's just like, go where? <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's oh it and what's crazy is and what I and I share it as honestly as I do because a lot of people just think you you just you just hop there and it just happens. It does not just happen that way doesn't So I started doing research on other pageants. And for me, as I'm a go big or go home kind of girl, I wanted Miss Universe because it was the pageant, it's you Miss know, And person. Yeah, they made um, recommendations that I try other pageants, but I took offense to it. Um, and I think it was because of my background and experiences that I had, where I felt it may not have been that this is how I felt, that they didn't think that I was good enough for it. So they recommended second best, third best, seventh best, because, you know, eh, I don't see you at universe. So I I kind of shut the door on it. But at this point, universe isn't an option anymore. So I started looking at those other pageants. Yeah. Um. So I did research. We did a process of elimination from age limit because that was important. And there was two crowns left. And it was one of the to- I wanted I wanted Grand Slam. I, I wasn't trying to do anything below top five. I wanted Grand Slam
0: because it's like, I believe that you could do it, you know? So- I, I know, I know, I feel you so much because that is, that was my journey. It's so similar um, of doing, I did Miss World twice um well Miss World then I did Miss Universe and again they they were I was dating someone at the time and I was going in Miss Universe and they were like why don't you go in Miss Earth I'm like I'm not going to know Miss Earth I'm going to Miss Universe I'm going to do yes. go Miss Universe and so I lost for Miss Universe and now like well I'll go try Miss Earth and so I won the title for Miss Earth um and I got to go to to Miss Earth but it was the same thing it was the same thing like okay well I didn't get Universal World but I can't go to anything that's not grand slam
1: yeah. <laughs> so we had two left. And, and I had to decide between the two. And what was the deciding factor? And it may be superficial for some, but my thought was, if I can't see the crown on me, I don't want it. Because I have to represent this thing, right? So I did research on the organization, what they were about and everything. And there came the supranational, aspirational, inspirational, grassroots, and I'm like, yes, this is me. Like this is me. I could do this. I could see myself in the crown. I could see myself doing the I research the title holders. I can see me in them doing like, okay, I'm about to apply for this thing. And mind you, the national director of Miss Bahamas Universe had recommended that I do this pageant, but through him, but I would still have to pay for everything. And I just didn't see the need to have a middle person if I would still have to pay for everything. So I reached out to the organization directly and I told them that I was interested. They sent me everything, contracts and everything. I signed it. And in two weeks, I needed to submit the entry fee. I did not have it. (laughs) And I'm like, holy spirit, you need to make a way. And this is because this is you. And he sent confirmation that Supernational was it through Chantel, through my mom, through a couple people. So Mm -hmm. I'm like... This is you. I still signed it. I submitted it. I needed $3,000 in two weeks. Holy Spirit sent it. This is, we're in a pandemic. We're in a panorama. Wherever, <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> so um, I signed it. And the following day, Superstar Search was launched or announced. And that's the virtual competition that I participated in. And it was created for countries with no national pageant or director to have a delegate or a representative represent that country. And the winner would receive entry fee paid in full, a plane ticket to and from Poland, and
0: spending money when you get in Poland. Like, this is what I need. So I entered. Hold on. Back up. Back up. Back up for us who are slow. Back back up for us who are slow. So (laughs) you entered Super National, and they said, yes, you can represent the Bahamas. But you have to figure out all of these things for yourself. And simultaneously, is it SuperNational who holds this online? Well,
1: someone, a part of SuperNational did it independently. So it wasn't under the organization officially. Someone that's a part of the organization created this virtual competition as a hobby, really, just as something to do during the pandemic. And he personally was planning on paying himself the entry fee for the person that would win it. And that's what was what I needed. Uh-huh. So I emailed them and I said, I'm no longer gonna go the route of getting the franchise through the organization because I didn't even I didn't want them calling me in two weeks or $3,000 that I didn't have. So I said, I will go the route of compete, competing in Superstar Search, which was the virtual competition. And that's how it all started. And literally when I emailed them and told them that he said, um, I don't even know who it was, but the person said, sure you can do it because obviously we don't have a national director or anything but there can only be one winner i didn't even respond to it in perfect like an email in my mind i'm like yeah and that's gonna be me (laughs) because i'm like because sometimes we ask god for things. i ask him for money but it may not necessarily come in the way that we expect it to so when i saw the competition i saw it as the answer to the prayer that i asked for it just didn't come Cash like I was naturally expecting.
0: Right, 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 right. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so you. Ooh. Oh, so you entered. Oh my gosh. So you mm-hmm. entered the virtual competition. So that's
1: what you saw. The virtual competition. Right. That's I'm what I saw.
0: 44
1: okay. Forty-four countries from around the world: Tanzania, Botswana, Angola, England. Like, you name it. There was another representative that represented the Bahamas as well, Catherine. Both her and I competed in Bahamas Universe in 2019. So she was there trying to represent the Bahamas as well. So we had two representatives in Superstar Search. The other reps, the 43 representatives, were from other countries from around the world that don't have national um, pageants or directors. So we had a series of challenges. Um, introduction, like all of the same things you would have in a pageant, but it was just done virtually, which I love because you have more creative control, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I am just like, go big or go home. I'm like, this is the last go round. I'm giving it every, everything, everything, no stone unturned. It ain't going to be because I didn't do work. So I'm like, introduction, videographer friends, hi, hello, I need y'all in my life, I'm not recording this on my phone, and mind you, they said to record it on your phone, I'm like, nope, I need quality, I need everything, it needs to be from top to bottom, spliffity spliff, excellence, the spirit of God, I'm like, mm, no, we gonna do this, you know, so um, we did it. it, it got crazy, 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 I remember when we did, when we did top four, and they announced top two, One of the fan favorites didn't make it. So it was only two of us left, me and England. And I'm like, well, oh, backtrack a little bit. Top eight, right? I was not supposed to make it in top eight because the top eight was initially supposed to be top six. And with top six, with fan voting, because there was a voting component, I did not have the number of votes. I was the last person naturally, like when you went online to see how many votes and how people ranked, I was not in there. I knew I wasn't in there. I cried. I still have a video of me crying when I found out that I made it because I was not supposed to be there. I literally have a piece of paper. This isn't it. But I had a piece of paper where I wrote down everybody's name and their scores. And my name was supposed to be at the bottom. I didn't even put my name down. What I did was I put one, two, three, four, five. I didn't even put the sixth person. I put my name as a sixth person. And I didn't even put my number of scores. I'm like, God, you got to figure it out and do it. And I turned off my phone because I wasn't going on social media to get tripped up. I just prayed and I worshiped it and I believed that he would do it. And when I turned my phone on, oh, the scores are too close. So we won't be doing top six. We'll be doing top eight. And even when I went back online and I knew it was him working, I went back online to see where I would fall in the eight. I still wasn't even supposed to be there because I was 10. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, you made it. You, you, you made allowance for eight. You could make allowance to me. So I I turn it off again because I'm like, I ain't trying to get caught up. And mind you, even in the background, a lot of people know I had people messaging me. Oh, it's okay. You did well. I finished. And did. Excuse me. <laughs> no, no. Say, oh, you want our hearts. Dying what I want. I want the crown. I was so careful to how I responded too because it's like, I'm not agreeing with that. Like, I didn't even respond because I'm not agreeing with that. I don't want to win your heart. Dying what I come here for. So. I even say thank you because i'm not agreeing with that that's not what he said you know so there was so i made it into top eight by the grace of god um what a lot of people didn't realize was voting was only 60 Mm percent uh judges also contributed to the additional 40 percent so when people saw that i kind of was literally at the bottom for every round of voting competition except for the first like three rounds of voting i was at the top and then I gone to the bottom for the last couple rounds. They didn't realize that that was only 60%. And mm-hmm. for all of the voting, all of the judges portion, I ranked high. So that put me up there to be able to advance. But I didn't even know that. I remember I woke up one night in the middle of the night, and the Holy Spirit was like, go pay for votes. I was like, okay, pay it for votes. The votes did not go through. The, the, the transaction didn't go through. And <laughs> I literally go on and check my account because I'm like, i see seen these emails. What is this email? Um, nine to 10 times this transaction said that it went through. So I have like $1,000 on hold and no votes to show for that $1,000. I'm like, no, sir. And voting's about to end in like two hours. Y'all gonna need to fix this. Y'all gonna need to fix this. There was so much that happened behind the scenes. Right. There are moments where Lord was like, Um, for rounds of competition he was like nope don't go with that person go with this person he was like nope I need you to reach out to social media influencers so they can help you and I'm like they charge money (laughs) where is the money coming from sir (laughs) hello (laughs) hello and for me I looking like I understood that if I wasn't obedient with each round I probably wouldn't have made it because it was specific the little things that did not make sense that he asked me to do Right. go to this video go to this location ask this person like it was so 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 crazy to the non-believer but to right. me i knew who it was you would be i movie. knew who it was so even when girls in the competition was like oh you're the best competitor i, I ever had i was like yeah you'll see me in poland i don't 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 do me <laughs> you don't know who i serve
0: <laughs> Don't this, that's it, me. this is it? I've been holding on to this promise for six yes. years. This is it. This is it. Name,
1: you know, and it was like also once again being careful of how I responded and what I responded to. I'm agreeing with you. I'm the best competitor you ever had. I ain't finished yet. I'm not done. It's not over until it's over.
0: <laughs> again, didn't
1: even tell the fat lady sing until it's over. You know, because even after she sings, she could choke and stop. Like, it turned it, it over. So um, I make it to top four, and we have to submit. Um, we have to select a date for our um, live interview. And I'm, like, praying. I And I never responded first for any round of competition. I waited, and I tried my best to be the last person to do everything because I was extremely conscious about, People seeing my stuff first and then tailor it to, 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 my interview. Because immediately after you submit something, it's posted. So everybody would see it. Right. I did not like, it. I'm like, Mm-mm, strategy, Lord, no, sir. Um, So I would wait and I would literally turn off my phone and pray, Holy spirit. What date do you want me to select for whatever, when to submit, when to do my interview. And he gives me the date. When, when we do top four, I tell the gentleman the date and he was like, okay, new plan, because I guess the date that I gave him didn't work. So I already thinking that I in trouble. Right. He was like, um, everybody submit a final speech video. Um, and then we'll do top two and then top two, we'll do Q and a, right. Like, okay. Cause that wasn't even the plan. So I'm like, okay, Holy spirit, I guess you want this to happen instead of this, because had I not said the date that I chose, we wouldn't even have that final speech. So I once again, already know it's him. Um, I did my final speech and everything. I submitted it last as per usual. <laughs> and I find out that I make it to top two early one morning. Make it top two and immediately we need to select between the next four hours or eight hours, I think, for the rest, the remaining portion of the day in Europe or the following day, which was a Friday. So, I select Friday, which was actually the original date that I told him when we did top four that the Holy Spirit told me because I'm like, Holy Spirit, would they do any choose for this? He said, I already gave you the date. So I told the gentleman the date. Um, and what's so crazy is I have on a piece of paper where I have the crown drawn on that date and it says victory. And and that was even before all of this even happened.
0: Right, right, so right.
1: So I give him the date and I was like, I'm going to do it 11 a.m. your time. And that was 5 a.m. my time. So I'm like, okay, I need to prepare. So it's Thursday morning for me, Thursday afternoon for them. So the the other young lady in top two does her interview Thursday. I do my Friday. I go to sleep. I select my date, turn off my phone because there's a whole lot of drama on social media going on about the person that didn't advance and hate messages and all kind of stuff. Turn off my phone. I don't need that energy. Turn Mm -hmm. on Maverick Music. Got my worship going on in my room. (laughs) hello hello and I go to sleep to prepare to start getting ready in the evening because I'm like okay I need to do hair and makeup I sleep now do hair and makeup and everything later on and I just stay up do my interview at five and that'd be that right so I sleep all day do my hair and makeup in the evening my makeup person didn't respond to me and I end up going to Gail Gail Clark
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: And that was God in itself because we were just talking, and she was like, "What do you want to listen to us like Maverick?" (laughs) So I got Maverick blasting in her space and everything. And and she tells me after that she was praying for me the entire time. The Lord told her to pray for me. And in my mind, I'm like, He's just so strategic because she doesn't know that I already had someone. But that person didn't respond. The person responded on Friday after I already did my interview, saying she don't even know how she don't she didn't see my message. And I'm like, God had another plan. I wasn't even worried about it. Like I wasn't even worried about it. And once again. Obedience. Right. You know? So I'm like, I did my makeup or whatever. I laying on my hair. I I tie my hair and I lay in back on my bed like this. I'm like, I ain't trying to turn to mess up my curls or anything. And 4:30 comes and I'm up. I have my little setup in the corner. I do my interview at 5 a.m. Face beat to the gods because (laughs) I'm like, I'm practicing. And and I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like y'all go see that I am ready. You know, I do my interview. And after I do my interview, I'm talking to my NASA mom about just the rest of the day because it's 5 a.m. I'm, I'm off. Like. And the gentleman messages me like 30 minutes later, hey, there's an issue with your interview clip. Um, there was a glitch, a sound glitch or whatever. Can I have you come back on so that I could ask you one more question? It's like, of course. You think I want to not, I'm going to say no, hello. I don't need this to get in the way of, you know, judges or whatever. So I, I did it. I, come on. And his question to me was, what would you say if I told you you're the winner of Superstar Search? That's how I found out that I won. And I, at first, it was like going over my head, but then I catch it. That's <laughs> like, what? And I just started crying because it was like, this has been happening for so long. You finally did it. Like, it's finally happening. And I was like, and I told him I'll bring fried chicken because um, in my judge's interview, which is supposed to be 15 minutes, we were on the call for 15 minutes. And um, at one point I was just sharing with him how, you know, in the Bahamas, well, personally, how I think that all foods aren't different because it's based on how you season it and how you cook it and whatever. So I was sharing with him, you know, how we do fried chicken in the Bahamas and how it's amazing and you need to try it or whatever and how being slick and fast on my mouth, how I'll bring him some when I come to Poland. Just, you know, all that. So when, when he said, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to bring you fried chicken, finally, or something like that, I say to him. And it's like, God, you did it. You did it. And and it was just so, I don't even know what to say it was, because it was just, you can't lie. And it, it was like, in the moment too, it was like, how did I ever doubt you? How could I ever doubt you? Like Like, you showed up. Not when I expected you to, right when you had it for me to show like for you to show up, right when everything was in place and lined up for you to show up. Like it was just so it was so many emotions. And my 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 NASA mom like literally was sitting, standing right there as he's telling me and clapping, it was like, yes, yes, yes. Because it's like she's been with me. She was mm-hmm. the one that woke me up, you know, and it was like it's finally happening. And literally a few days before that, when I did my final speech I got this revelation from a friend of mine Kishma who was like like I admire your audacity to just do whatever he tells you to do and I and I started saying well you know that's all that I have is his word and that's what gives me the strength to have the audacity to go after anything knock down any door flip over whatever table because it's him right it's him and and what she said to me was you're right because if you do nothing you've made him a liar and I'm like, oh that's just so deep you know it's like what if I what if I stopped at, at, at after Gina's competition what if I didn't do it you know what if I didn't care to, like was so hurt by not getting the result that you said that I didn't do anything at all then I would have right. made you a liar based yeah. on the word that you've given me you know so my journey is not very conventional
0: <laughs> no and even you know the thing about it is like when you were doing the Miss Universe thing like, I didn't know that part of your story. I knew that you did, Miss Bahamas Universe, but the the part of the story where it's like, okay, let me be first runner-up. And then it just seems so clear and obvious. Like, this is it. Like, this is it. Clearly, it's a pandemic. I was first runner-up. You're not even going to do a boutique thing. I wrote you a letter. Like, it's all laid you out. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah,
1: I've been they- preparing. I never stopped preparing. That's another thing. Even when I didn't win, I never stopped preparing. From I stopped from from. Gina's um Gina and I competed I've never stopped I haven't been as rigorous it wasn't as rigorous but I never stopped I was always doing something toward
0: that goal right and so oh gosh so and then I think people you see because for me I would have just seen the tail end of your journey like when the tears are coming down and it reminds me just hearing your story today it reminds me of the song where it says you don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster oh. So when you, when you see someone crying on screen after they say, how would you feel if I told you Miss Starcer? you know, then it's like, you don't, I just, in my head just kept saying, you don't know the cost. You don't know the cost. You don't know. You did your first pageant 10 years ago. 10 years ago was the very first pageant
1: 2015.
0: Yep. You got a word and it's just like, you don't know the cost of everything that God yep. is. Oh my gosh. I appreciate you sharing that story. Oh my gosh. So in order to end this episode, the last thing I wanted you to share with us is there's a quote on your Instagram bio. And I want you to share what the quote is on your bio and what does that quote mean to you as we close out this episode?
1: Okay, so I always have quotes, but the one that's up now is, I'm going to go after everything you said that I couldn't. Um, I think for me, just growing up, I've been told so much things, in terms of what I could do, can't do, mainly can't do. Um, And I've lived a life that just went beyond that. Um, I remember when I was a little girl, well, not that little, but after high school, my um, college application, someone ripped it up and was like, oh, who's gonna pay for that? And I walked across the stage of the University of Bahamas in 2018 with my bachelor's degree in psychology with no help from that person, you know? Um, and I made it happen. Um, and even at me saying I made it happen, I know who really made it happen because I got denied the scholarship that I wanted initially for it to be the day that I was denied someone from the board literally say, come for an interview tomorrow. Like my life has been going after everything that everyone has told me I couldn't because God was like, I didn't tell you, you couldn't. So for me, I know who to get my cue from. (laughs) I know who to get my cue from. I know who, what mirror to look into. Um, And me going after everything they say I couldn't. They, they're man, that they, that's man, because they don't have the say to say that I can't. So that keeps me reminded of who said it. Look at the source. Who said it? Because that'll tell you whether or not you could or can't. Because if God said you can't, then you know <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> but I that that's a constant reminder to to look at the source, the source mm-hmm. of the words that are spoken over my life. Who's it from? And who is saying that I can't? Because if God gives me the will, the power, the strength to go after it and do it, then who's gonna stop me? Like, mm-hmm. and like I said, I I have the audacity to go after everything he's told me. Everything he's given to me, everything that's out there with my name on it, given, sent by God, it is mine. And no matter whose hand it's in, I'm going to get it because it has my name on it. It belongs to me. It was sent for me and there's no one that's going to get in my way. So that's what that is to me.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that you know, that you, you show clearly that purpose is obedience. It's obedience, even in the face of discouragement, it's obedience, even in the face of a closed door, it's obedience, even when people are telling me it's not possible. Because if God is saying it's possible, it's possible. And one of the things that I did love that you did that I want to share with people before we close is the way that you have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, that it's a constant conversation with the Holy Spirit. It's a constant conversation of my makeup artist is not answering. Where should I go? This is what you should do next. This is like always always, constantly having that conversation and transformation. Church with Michael Todd, they're doing a series right now on the Holy Spirit called The Upgrade. And so it just, it reminds me of how important it is to have that constant conversation. And um, in the series, he's saying there's an upgrade for your life that you could be experiencing, but you won't take advantage of the upgrade because you won't have that relationship with the Holy Spirit who consistently guides you all the way. And so when I think about your story and think about how you are coming into full fruition of the promises of God and what he has promised you and you're you're sitting in the promise now and walking continually in it as you go to Poland in August in person, it's not online, you're going (laughs) physically to Poland across the world to represent the Bahamas. You are Miss Bahamas super national. And, um, it just reminds me that you are living in the upgrade. You've taken advantage of the upgrade because you didn't decide when you lost in 2017, that I guess the promise God's promises wasn't true because that's how we miss out on the upgrade. When we, when we're discouraged, when we face a stumbling block, when we face a road that looks like, well, I guess the promises aren't true. Mm -hmm. You miss out on the upgrade and you said, you know what? No, no. Don't tell me. Oh, good job, Top 8. No, no. This, this is it. I get my upgrade. No, good job, yes. Top 8.
1: Listen.
0: No, it. Good, no good job. No good job. <laughs> but I tell you,
1: I did not respond. Some of them people still are red. Like,
0: No good job. Well, Aisha, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this interview with us. Um, I'm going to let the people know how they can connect with you. Where can they find okay.
1: you? They can find me on all social media platforms at I am Naisha Tillis. Um, so I'm on mainly on Instagram, and I'm trying to get better on YouTube. I'm trying to show the behind the scenes to my journey to Poland. So check that out if you're interested, and my faith journey too, because you know, as you can hear, have you, as you've heard, this entire journey has been one of faith, and my channel just shows that um, in everyday life. Because you know, we hear about you know the fancy stories and the come up, but you actually have to get up. So I'm showing you
0: to get up. I love it. I love it. So make sure to check Naisha out. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Royal Access. We hope that you will join us next week. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a rating or review. And be sure to join us on The Royal Access page on Facebook. Come in the community and tell us hello. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. And be sure to shout us out also on Instagram at The Royal Access. Looking forward to speaking to you guys next week. Thanks so much, Naisha. Thank you you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corelle Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.